is Primetime Sports, WGNS, Murfreesboro, FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming worldwide on WGNSSports.com, on our iPhone and Android apps, and always at, at the, game. The, 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 game. the game. It's Primetime Sports, presented by Ideas Tees. Get an in-depth look at what's going on in local sports and a look ahead at the week to come. Let's get it started by joining the Primetime Sports team for the show here on News Radio WGNS. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Primetime Sports. We have everybody here today. How about it? Well, the whole gang's here. Rod Edwards, wearing a Braves hat, by the way. Thank you, Rod. Well, I know it hurts. One time for you. I haven't got to see you since you won. Clark Blair wearing a Riverdale hat, of course. Big things ahead this week it's for them. A, it's the first I could find. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian wearing no hat at all. But uh, we're glad that you all are here. And uh, we're going to be talking baseball, football, maybe even a little basketball today. You know, it's about that time. That season's here. But first, a word from Ideas Tease. Well, we know that it's a Blue Raider home football weekend. So that all, not only means tailgating and the band of blue and lightning and the game and all that good stuff. It's the home weekend game day sale at Raider Tees, where you get 30% off all regular priced merchandise that's right 30 percent off and raider tees has the most unique gear in the borough from nike polos and tees metal wall art band of blue gear aerospace items sock monkeys you name it it's all 30 percent off at raider tees located just off broad street behind chewy's all right we're going to take a break and when we come back we will have more of the primetime sports thursday night edition here on news radio wgns rely on the experienced professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air. If your old unit needs a tune-up, the professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air service all major brands and even offer same-day service in most cases. Keep your home or business comfortable year-round. Call us today at 615-890-1311. Prentice Alsop Heating and Air, your Ring Pro Partner Heating and Cooling Contractor on West College Street, just under the Thompson Lane overpass. Online at PrenticeAlsop.com. We're talking now with Heather here at Carpets by Osborne. Tell us what it's like to work at a family business. It's a lot of fun. However, it's a lot of work. Everybody has to pull their weight equally. What do you think are some of the advantages of people doing business with a family business versus a a corporate business? We are here to answer all questions. We're responsible for scheduling jobs. Uh, We're not here to sell you material and pass you off to a list of installers. Carpets by Osborne on Northwest Broad, next to Tire World. Look at this new crazy calzone from those brainiacs at Little Caesars. It's a pepperoni pizza surrounded by a calzone crust. Little Caesars got us again. Is it more pizza or more calzone? I don't know. What do you think, pizza bot? Pizza, calzone, both. Get confused. Pizza, pizza, cal, cal, calzone, both, 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 both. Oh, we're not Big Pizza, we're Little Caesars, the new crazy calzone for $8.49. Little Caesars in Murfreesboro on South Church, Memorial, South Rutherford, and Franklin Road. Pizza, pizza. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. Local business owners, you know how important it is to be here for your customers? I'm State Form Agent Emerson Williams, and I want a small business in Rutherford County too. 
and I'm here to help you protect your small business. Call me at 615-459-2683. Life insurance is a discussion that makes most people want to change the subject rather than admit they don't have enough. I'm State Farm Agent David Wilson. I can help you focus on how benefits of life insurance actually live on by helping pay off the house or sending the kids to college. Give me a call today at 893-9898. Dr. Automotive is the cure for your car. Brothers, Danny and Randy Brewer, have been providing Rutherford County with ASE certified auto repair for nearly 20 years. You'll receive courteous and friendly customer service every time. Why? Because we grew up here and you are our neighbors. Born in domestic auto repair and maintenance on Hazelwood Drive in Smyrna, just off I-24. SmyrnaAutoRepair.com, 615-220-0971. Just ask for Danny. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and on our iPhone and Android apps. Well, Rod didn't get to join in our celebratory, you know, Braves victory last week, but... Well, I can know. play this for him. <laughs> Look at that expression on his face. It's almost like he hurts. I know. You know, it's like physical pain. It's almost like he's fixing to have a heart attack, really. I mean, that, that pain in the chest kind of thing. Uh, some news coming out, and uh, Clark, you mentioned it before we started the show, and I think it's kind of interesting. Scott Boris has uh, kind of opened up uh, maybe not a can of worms, but he's opened up uh, some controversial statements. Well, he thought the Braves kind of got – the luck of the salary dump right before the July break, but they do that every year. Yeah, they do. I think they do too. I, I think the the thing that bothered he got so many. You know, he got he got four four guys. Yeah, they're basically. from the same position basically. Outfield, which they because they had lost three. So yeah, yeah. The Cubs dumped, and then uh, Solaire, Kansas City, and then uh, but some of that. Was maybe a change of scene, a change of scenery. Rosario wasn't even playing at the time, and uh, with uh, Cleveland, and he had not. He was, I think he hit two fifty, two forty five, something like that. And uh, but really, does it make any difference? It doesn't make any difference. But let's go back to that week. All four players were signed. What did you think at the moment? I just thought it would at least they could field an outfield. You know, that's. I mean, I wasn't thinking they were going to do what they did. When was that? What? What? Uh, what July. Was that July? Last week of July. Okay. So in July, the stat that I said that wait, I would wait bring. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. Something wrong with our <laughs> mics. Brian is going to talk baseball. Go ahead. In July, on July thirteenth, any guess what the percentage was that the Braves would win the World Series? What were their chances in July? July thirteenth, to be specific. Less than one. Point three. <laughs> they had a point three percent chance of winning the World Series July thirteenth. I think though the thing that's over not talked about, the core was there. They've got a good core. Mm-hmm. If they if all those guys don't re sign, they've still got a good core. I mean, the pitching is is gonna be there and and, and a good the infield is of course I'm more worried about who they sign this year now. Because you don't get to celebrate, but except for a few days, and then boom, you got to worry about it. And um, but uh, you know, you Freeman, uh, Albies, Swanson, Riley—that was the ones that kept them in it. 
Now, those three guys could have, three or four guys could have gone in there, Rod, and just bombed. I mean, they might not have done anything. Well, that's that's the odds. You know, you split two and two, but you really needed all four of them. You needed Peterson to beat the Brewers. You know, it's, that's right. Rosario, you needed to beat the Dodgers. Yeah, and then Soler to, uh, to win. It, against, yeah, he didn't even play in the National League Championship. Right. You know, and it. And a lot of that is luck. I mean, you you got to give a little bit of the good Lord watching above you, whatever. But but uh, maybe Hank Aaron had a good connection with the Lord. Yes. <laughs> Did you yeah. see that stat about Hank Aaron? Uh, yeah. Go ahead and about tell it. The forty-four games they won before the All Star break. Yeah. Forty-four games after the All-Star break, and there was another component to it. Do you remember that? I think it was the 44th week or something like that. 44th week that they won the World Series. Yeah, yeah. And uh, eerie. I mean, that's kind of weird. Also and, had something to do with when they clinched, too, I think. some some. I mean, there were lots of well, weird things with that. It was something that Freeman messed it up by hitting a extra home run. They had 44 RBIs or something in it, and I think he hit an extra home run at the end. Uh to, to, to ruin that but well if, if they don't sign him that's like take that <laughs> yeah yeah and of course everybody's gonna have now that the world series is over everybody's gonna have these um they gotta sign people of course the uh the collective bargaining is all in shambles right now it's it's terrible do you see a strike looming because i've kind of getting the feeling I'm, I'm feeling you know i think they by december 3rd i think they've got to have a settlement i don't think they make that deadline they may make they may get it in January, but I don't know that they'll make December 3rd. I think it'll probably just draw back in time, and uh, something will happen maybe in January. Yeah. We're well, close to the season's spring training opening up. Part of the thing that might complicate that, too, though, Rod, is they're talking about not allowing any trades and that kind of thing if there's no agreement. And so if they do that then, you know, January seems like that's, well, baseball season will be fine. But if you lose a month and all that, that could make things really, really interesting. And it takes mm-hmm. a while to negotiate some yeah. of those things, too, you know, right. especially trades. Um, I'm, I'm I'm just wanting to get Freddie signed, and we'll take the rest of it what we may. I doubt any of those outfielders. I think your point was so good, though. Jock Peterson carried him against the Brewers, Rosario and the and Dodgers. And then Solaire in the World Series, and I, I do want to tip my hat to Dan, Dansby Swanson a little bit, who gets really a, not a lot of people just think he's underachieved, blah blah blah. But those two home runs he hit in those those two World Series games were huge, and they were tough pitch games, and then they made a difference in the game. I, I'll start with you, Clark, and maybe Brian. You may want to chip in on this. You've talked quite a bit here, and that's really good about baseball. Uh, the use of the bullpens the world series and all these championship series and have become bullpen i was so glad to see freed go six innings and probably could have gone seven really um but what what happened to the days of bob gibson and and you know um sandy koufax tom Seaver going eight nine even as late as the braves run and the cardinals um when they go seven or eight innings it uh, do you see that being a good thing or does it really matter well, first, I mean, I was noticing what happened to the four, at least four pitchers, starters, and it's like they every had three go, and then you went bullpen session mm-hmm. a game, and I thought, you know, why are you getting away from what got you here? To me, I, I mean, that's my question. I'm glad that uh, Snedeker uh, stuck with Reed sometimes because he had two bad outings in a row. Yeah. He got hit hard early, 
So, so many of them are bailing out on the guys that they depended on before. Uh, you know, it's like like Panicsville. Okay, we got to go to our bullpen, and I think the big the big difference of winning was him coming in and pitching six really strong innings. It set up perfectly. Yeah. Uh, once once they got to the six, once they got to five to nothing, I said we've got this thing. Yeah. And because I don't even watch these games half the time, I'm so nervous. But when it got to five nothing, well, when it was three nothing, that's when I started watching. And then Swanson hit the two-run homer, and then I'm going, okay, I'm settled in. And I said he needs to pitch to the sixth. I didn't, I don't, I didn't, and and also I don't want to see. Although he's had a good year, I didn't want to see Luke Jackson in the game. So he didn't. He put Matzik in for two, and then Will Smith. Game over. But the bullpen has just become so important. Yet they put less money into bullpens probably than they do anything. Well, they do, and I think what you're seeing is. You see it in different professional sports. It's a copycat league. And so everybody's going to the bullpen. And so that's what everybody's doing. Or you'll see it in football, the style of play. Everybody shifts to the way the Chiefs play because they're whoever wins, everybody's trying to model their team after that. And and starting pitching, it's kind of down really. I mean, there's not there's quality if you have a couple. But the days of having three or four, it, it's this non-existent. In fact, everybody was having trouble finding a fourth starter, and I think that's some of the reason why the bullpen was put in. And you got to the point where they they did not depend on any only three at the most. Yeah, I mean all the teams you think about, you know, you three of them, the rest of them, because when you come to the playoffs, teams study you like you've never been studied before. They're looking for weaknesses, <laughs> tendencies. Uh, and uh, it's just harder for a pitcher to get through unless you have dominant stuff. You have overpowering stuff, and your location has to be sharp. That's what hurt Freed. He was not sharp until that last game. Yeah, uh, and they see you two or three times, too. I mean, they've seen you two or three times. Plus, like with the Dodgers, they've seen them during the regular season, then they see them two or three times. So it really makes makes a big difference. Uh, If the – if they if there is a strike, which God forbid, I hope there isn't. There's a lot of things to be settled, but I think it's mainly because some of the things that the owners want, it's always owners against players, and the average salary of a major league player now is un- unreal. It really is. So I don't I don't know who's going to give first in that. Well, I think what you'll see is <laughs> little drama. Oh, we can't have a strike. Don't strike. And, you know, like Rod said, we'll maybe get into January. Oh, we're not going to have a season. Get all the fans all riled up. Miraculously, they'll have midnight meetings, and they'll really push trying to make it work, and both sides finally agree, and we'll have baseball. (laughs) Well, I hope that's the case. And and designated hitter is one of the things, and a lot of the owners want to wait around to see if there's going to be a DH because that determines – who you're going to be on your roster because you you can pick up a hitter and you don't have you don't care whether he can field or not for the Braves it'd be Osuna if he does come back um, but they have a lot up in the air the Braves have a lot up in the air I'm the, with Osuna and Soroka a lot of questions and Acuna Acuna is not going to be back till May so a lot of questions going on is he going to be the same when he comes back that kind of thing you know Chipper Jones tore his ACL and he never never became the base dealer that he was considered to be he was supposed to be and he was lightning fast but he never did quite use it because of the injury cardinals i guess uh new manager uh yeah, kind, of a, kind of a shock and ours is up for manager of the year yeah yeah <laughs> the old manager Dis- uh, 
philosophy differences maybe? Is I that, think so. I think so. I think it's because he didn't want to use his bullpen. <laughs> I think he liked to use starters. I think, I think part of it was he some people started failing and he would just keep throwing them in there. Yeah. To in help. wrong situations. Yeah. And not, you know, it's a different thing when you have a Freddie Freeman that maybe he's struggling. You know he's going to come around, but not a young kid his first year. I think it was the, the uh, – one one game playoff where he brought in my boy and uh i can't think of his name but uh and he gave up the home run mm-hmm. as soon as he came in that those kind of things everybody yeah. remembers and, and it was that too much of that yeah you know, it's not one time it's you know um, numerous times i think but like rod said i think that's the pitching problem if they struggle at all they're hooking them yeah but you saw Dusty stick with his start a little bit, and it burned him. And people were like, "See, told you, should you should have pulled him out. You should have brought your relievers in." You know, their their pitching staff was all miscombobbled. I mean, it was it was weird because none of them really were pitching well. I think it's the problem at the time that the playoffs started, mm-hmm. and their hitting carried them to the to the first round. But then they got to the World Series. I think the pitching really really stood out as not being very good, and they had McCullers out. So they didn't have anybody to turn well, to. Well, McCullers was their experience. Yeah. A lot of the others were very young pitchers, and I think probably the heat of the moment, a wholly, totally different pressure situation probably got to them. Well, it's a, it's going to be an interesting offseason, that's for sure. And uh, let's talk about your Cincinnati Reds real quick. I'll give I'll give Cardinals a minute, too, here. But uh, trading um, – Send Wade Miley. Send, released him. We're, we're, we're dumping salary. We're going to – Go with the younger kids. You know, I didn't like what Scott Boris said, but in some cases he's right with these small markets. They don't seem to stick with anything long. No. And you know they're making profit. You know they're making profit because uh, people are still going to games for the most part. And it's just discouraging. It's discouraging. So, I mean, like a, a Sonny Gray, is he going to look at them and go, look, if y'all aren't going to put a team together, I want to go too. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just it's unreal. And, and, and the Cardinals, their view – They've always been in it, and they they do it they do it the right way. They don't give away players, and and they but they always seem to spend money on people they know are gonna gonna produce for them, like Arenado. They don't they don't loosely they don't loosely spend money, but no. they've got two contracts that are pretty big too. Yeah, they got two, and those are two big ones, and they're important ones for them, which were good. But moves. you know they make money. Yes, I mean yes. you know they, they mean, pack it every night. They're almost sellout, except during school. School time, they're not, but in the summer, it's almost a sellout every night. And another interesting thing, I'll leave it at that, the Braves started letting people in to their games earlier than some of these other teams, made more money, you know, and then you get the World Series on top of it. And the battery. And they're going to ride that for season ticket sales next year easily. Yeah, the battery was the greatest. Whoever came up with that idea mm-hmm. got to be commended for it. Probably Atlanta. stole that from the Predators. Yeah, I think that that's what that's not the first person that's told me that too. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll be talking some high school football when we return on Primetime Sports. Since 1966, Vans Heating and Air has been a symbol of quality for Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Alton and Jason Fan are there to ensure quality to every customer, even showing up on site. Fans Heating and Air is located on Jayhawk Court near the county school board offices. They ask that you stop by or call 615-893-7930. That's 615-893-7930. For friendly, complete service on Amana, Bryant, or American Standard Heating and Air products, fans will do it all. 
sell you your choice of products, and then install it with their factory-trained, experienced professional staff. In the unlikely event you need service, Vans will be there with trained technicians. Vans specializes in new homes, custom homes, or existing buildings. Give Fans Heating and Air a call today, 615-893-7930, 615-893-7930. Good luck to all of our schools and student athletes from Fans Heating and Air. We're at Rick's Barbecue talking with Anne-Marie Brintz, who says they're ready to feed your entire crew with the family pack. It's a pound of pork or any of our pulled meats, and then you get two 16-ounce sides, and then you get a bag of chips, which are plain or barbecue, and then the buns come with it. And then you get one of our drink choices, which is either a two-liter of one of our sodas or a half-gallon of one of our teas. And don't forget the famous Rick's Loaded Baked Potato. That's the biggest potato you can get. They're uh, right at two pounds. Let Rick's Barbecue do the cooking, 212 Warrior Drive. Hello, this is Coy Young at Las Casas Feed Supply. We'd like to welcome you to our door. I'm Ian Young. I'm at Las Casas Feed Supply. I'm selling beef and pork. 100% Angus. Raised here in Las Casas. Come get you some. Everyone's favorite cuts available, even options to purchase a quarter of a steer. We got the beef. Hello, everybody. Las Casas Feed Supply. Family owned and operated, Las Casas Feed Supply on Barlow Lane, just off Highway 96 East. Middle Tennessee Christian School, training for eternity. The large majority of our kids are involved in athletics or extracurricular activities, one or the other. And most are doing multiple activities. MTCS President Matt Tiller. And that's a great preparation for life. How many of us in our life are just doing one thing? So a well-rounded student is a huge deal. Invest in your child's future in a Christ-centered environment with many athletic and extracurricular choices. Without a doubt, our students have the opportunity to be involved in multiple activities. To find out more, visit mtcscougars.org. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance takes great pride in treating local athletes here in Rutherford County. Experts in joint, bones, and muscles. And with over 65 specialists, TOA has a playbook to get you back in the game. To request an appointment, visit toa.com or call 855-NEED-TOA. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance, TOA. Live your best life. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and on our iPhone and Android apps. Well, we're talking to Rod off air and he makes the comment, the reason he's wearing a brave hat is because it was raining today and he didn't want to get his cardinal hat wet. Now see, it ruined all the good, good effort here that I was thinking was happening and all the good vibes just down the tube. You gotta get my mouth shut. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, "Oh man, Rod, what a way to go, man!" Well, we can always play that again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never thought I'd see it in my in my life again. I never thought I'd see another World Series. So that's this is icing on the cake. Can I get one by the time I'm 85? I don't know. We'll see. Um, How many years was? Between the last one and this one? 95 to 2021. Yeah. I, I don't know. He doesn't have one of those loud shirts years, that yeah. have it all on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you they, won't, they won't have enough to put material on. Uh, uh, they a lot don't, of holes in it. No, they don't offer that kind of shirt. <laughs> uh, the Braves. But, but you little, were talking about making one for yourself. I know, I was. 
I was just going to patch a whole bunch of stuff and come in with, you know, and cut off sleeves and stuff. <laughs> <for it. laughs> anyway, uh, there's some news around, and, and I'm going to let you kind of take over this, Brian, a little bit. Uh, some news around the league, and you've got some news about high school, <clears throat> some changes in uh, uh, playoff formats and that kind of thing. Yeah, so a lot of things kind of have, have been going down of late. Um, one of those with Middle Tennessee is a decision to not go to the MAC, the uh, Metro Atlantic Conference. And um, at first, the, the information was Middle and Western were going to be a package deal. If one doesn't go, then both won't go, that kind of thing. But I... I, I I've since heard, since Middle made the announcement they were staying in Conference USA, that Western Kentucky still may make a flight out of conference. But anyway, Middle Tennessee will stay in Conference USA. They'll receive $5 million to do that. It was going to cost them $5 million to go to the MAC. So I'm sure that was part of, uh, of their decision. And this is coming on the heels of a major announcement on Monday. Um, they've been raising money the past three and a half years or so for a um, student athlete performance center and kind of a, an entrance into the football stadium and they're going to make an announcement on Monday we're going to carry on the radio uh, about that so it's about a 66 million dollar uh, price tag on that so a lot of things going on in Blue Raider country so uh, I, I think Clark maybe some mixed feelings on what conference to go to and this and that and and who knows it may not be over either really no, I don't think it's going to be completely over. But I was, I was kind of excited about looking at the MAC. I like some of the teams they were, the in the league. You know, trying to make those connections. I guess that's the hardest part for Conference USA with the teams that are are left and the rumor of the teams they're adding. You know, it's going to be hard. I mean, our footprint, Tennessee is ours, obviously, uh, in Conference USA. Which I guess for recruiting that would be a good thing, but. You know, I hate to lose. I always hate to lose rivalries. Back when, you know, I, I grew up in MTSU and OVC, and gosh, I loved it when we played Tech and Moorhead and all those teams because, I mean, it was just it was a big deal. It was a big deal. And it's harder to make that connection with teams when they're not, you know, close enough to feel like you're really developing a rivalry. Um, Western Kentucky did announce that they were going to stay in, in the conference. I, I I meant to say that. So Western Kentucky is going to stay and going to add Jacksonville State, Liberty, New Mexico State, Sam Houston State. You know, and there was talk about there being such travel, you know, in the MAC having to go north, and and MTSU would be the southernmost school in that. But then you add a New Mexico State. I mean, so you're going to travel just more than halfway across the country. Yeah, yeah, probably a further trip. So. But um, I, I'm not so sure that that all of that's all said and done. You know, there uh, there always seem to be shakeups with that. Uh, the other thing, the TSSAA Board of Control met uh, yesterday, I think it was, or yeah, Tuesday, here in Murfreesboro. Uh, postseason basketball tournaments are going back to pre-COVID, which means the region tournament. You'll play the first round at the higher seeds, and then you will. Um, have the semifinals and finals at a central location so going back to pre-covid so it'll be the same as it had been um but here's the one i thought was interesting and we have john as many baseball seasons as we have done uh baseball and softball there's always been conversation about that week of the region and sectional people just really didn't care for it because it was one game 
it was an elimination game on that first round and that um, uh, and, and the sectional tournament. So there's a uh, proposal to change that. It's tabled until next month, but the proposal would be that the region tournament would be a two-day, four-team double elimination tournament. So you would take two teams and put them all from, from the different regions and, and play a tournament. And then the sectional would be a best two out of three instead of just one game and done. Rod, you've coached plenty of softball, actually assisted on the high school level. Um, that's really the way softball and baseball should be played, isn't it? That's what I like about it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. I mean, it's you have it in basketball. You know, why not have it, you know, in softball and baseball? And, again, it's not – it reminds me of the Dave, David Price rule. Mm. <laughs> Remember, uh, you know, before, you know, they would always set it up where Blackman would have David Price play the big team – the right time but then they put two or three games in a, in a row so he couldn't pitch against that same team two times if that's one of the top teams they're facing yeah like the high schools now they'll they'll play a, a two out of three series right and you play them back to back to back in a row that way you couldn't have a david price pitch and then when you play two weeks later and then three weeks after that he could pitch all three games so this so. this will be helping get you, you there with the the top team mm-hmm. not just maybe the top player because like in baseball a top pitcher can dominate yeah even you know or even though the other team may be a more solid team and it puts it on an even kill for everybody a little bit too you know um well in the state tournaments double elimination until you get to the championship game mm-hmm. and your district tournament is that way so it only it, it just seemed odd and out of place for the region tournament and the sectional tournament i mean you're you're, you're playing for a spot in the state championships and it's one game, and that's it. You know, it was just – it was kind of tough. Well, we had uh, – with all the news, we did have some football games last week. and want to talk a little bit about that. Some teams not returning for this week. And we're getting down to to a very small group, Clark. It, it was tough in the in the county last week with uh, teams going down with Stewart's Creek and Eagleville. And then, uh, you know, that's tough games on the road for both those teams. And then – you know, I was just blown away by the Smyrna game. Did not expect that uh, to happen to them again. And so that that was hard on them. And then you get a Rockville with a crazy ending, which y'all were at. And, uh, you know, I talked to a couple coaches this week that I bumped into from Rockville, and it was, you know, they were so frustrated to end their season on that, that note. The uh, – uh, we know Eagleville had some injury problems, and and uh, it really took a toll on them. I think toward the end, and um, I believe they were playing some really young guys at, at key positions, and it's just hard to beat a playoff team when you got those circumstances. Not that the player's not good, and it's going to be good, but it's it's hard to put a young kid out there, uh, mainly physically, Rod, plus uh, the mental aspect of it, just too much to overcome. Right, and you run into that more with the small school level because they don't have the depth that we have at the bigger schools and uh when you when you've lost that starter you've probably lost two two positions usually it's offense and defense both so it it really hits hard on the lower level of the a's the single double a's and triple a's teams and and take stewart's creek for instance lost their quarterback lost their running back uh quarterback i think started the game couldn't stay in uh, couldn't put any points on the board, and that's mainly because your your best player offensively is not in the game, which now leads to the question here, how good are the Lebanon Blue Devils? 
they're they've got one loss. Um, the, their schedule doesn't look like they've played as tough a schedule as other teams, but they've won when they had to win, and they've beaten the teams they've had to beat. Um, and they're in playoffs, and right now it's, it's at their place until they lose. Yeah, and which is a huge advantage when it comes to to that at uh, toward the end. You got a good quarterback. Um, they, uh, you know, the last few years they've been pretty good defensively, um, but. Uh, what are your take on uh, that Riverdale-Lebanon game? Because uh, I know you probably can't comment, but uh, Rod, uh, how good is Lebanon, and can Lebanon defeat Riverdale? <clears throat> uh, I saw Lebanon earlier in the year with Siegel, and it was uh, it was one of those weird games. Both of them would take long drives, and you eat up clock. And there was you know the time I mean time flew by. I was on my way home by nine o'clock. But it came hmm. down to Do you hear that? turnover. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have TV games. Yeah. No. <laughs> but uh, their their quarterback is impressive. Got a beautiful pass. I mean, it's a beautiful spiral, strong arm. They've got some receivers. Uh, they're no nobody super, but they're all quick, and uh, they're going to be hard to cover. And they they played a good defensive game in that game. Uh, I think. Their offense has improved from when I saw it last because I think they were just starting to put pieces together a little bit. Uh, so they're going to be a, a really formidable team. But, you know, the thing is, is Riverdale's defense strong enough to stop them? Uh, and, but then again, they've been keeping teams down. They've had three shutouts in a row. Except well, I mean, game. yeah, there's no question, Brian, that Riverdale's defense is going to keep you in the game and that kind of thing. Um but you were at the last Riverdale game. Tell us a little bit about that. It looked like they were moving the ball a little bit better than they have. Moved the ball well. You know, had had the kid Lakota Young who who's been hurt, scored three touchdowns the other night, and so you know they they had you know good field position, which is obviously always very helpful for a team. And uh, you know, going to Lebanon, I know Coach Kreisky has already talked about respecting respecting the Blue Devils. You know, they haven't won a first-round playoff game since 2004 until the other night. And so, I mean, I don't I don't think Riverdale's looking past them to look towards Oakland. they got to take care of Lebanon first. I, does, it, does it help, too, that Riverdale has been in some close games uh, not to look look ahead and, and go, well, no, we're going to take them lightly? Because they've been in some, some grinding kind of contest at the defense has kind of pulled them through and uh, – uh, or maybe a big play, even on the offense part of it. But uh, does that help them in a game like that, not to look ahead? I think it does, but I, I'm concerned they've not been behind all year except for Oakland. Mm-hmm. And so the offense has not had to respond coming from behind. They've been so leaning on that defense, and the defense has been scoring a lot of games and getting them ahead, you know, I think what Lebanon wants to do is wants to get out early and see if Riverdale offensively can come back. Well, maybe tying, you know, Coffee County tied late in the third last week, you know, and it was a tie ball game late in the third, and then the offense seemed to kind of kick it in gear. So maybe that kind of a game maybe helps them in that regard. They've at least been tested late. They have, but even last week against Coffee County, a tie ball game, like you said, it never felt like Riverdale kind of just didn't do their part. You know, there's a difference when you feel like you're on the ropes. That's one thing. But when it's like, man, we should have scored there. Man, we should have got a first down there. They kept doing those things we've talked about multiple times this year about, you know, shooting themselves in the foot. 
they were doing those things, but you never felt like the game was out of control. Once Oakland got on top of them, you could just you almost felt like the game was gone. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to get behind early and try to come back offensively. Well, we saw that last week in that Rockville game at, at Shelbyville. I mean, they're down 16 nothing, and they had to just fight and claw and come back, and, you know, Shelbyville kept the ball away from them. I mean, and, you know, had a chance to tie to send it into overtime at the very end, but it was very difficult. If you can make it a two-quarter game, you know, that's, that's kind of what you're saying. If Lebanon, I think that if they had a halftime lead, they would be very happy. Oh, absolutely. And if they have to make Riverdale methodically move the ball – you know that's that's just not what they want to do. Having young backs going to help. I mean that 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 definitely. Uh, he's looked impressive when he's been able to get out there. He's been doing. They did a lot of uh, wildcat with him yeah. and the other running back, which is a new wrinkle for Riverdale, which worked really well. What kind of back is he? Is he speed or is he? Uh, he's got a little of both. I think he's pretty solid. Uh, the times I've seen him, I haven't seen him much, but. Uh, he can he can giddy up. He's tall and lanky. Yeah, he likes to get outside and and run those sweeps. And Riverdale tries to you know pull those uh, offensive linemen around, which works really well for them. And so he's he's something else Lebanon's got to prepare for. Quickly, Shebeville and Oakland. Uh, Shebeville has a huge huge line. I mean, offensively and defensively. So a test for Jordan James and Patterson. And uh, the Oakland, I think Oakland will be fine defensively. They're going to have to score some points and uh, got to get through that offensive line. Yeah. <clears throat> and they, one thing about it, though, they had that big test with the big line mm-hmm. where they played CPA. And uh, they did respond to it, you know. Yeah. And I don't think uh, Shelbyville is going to have the power that uh, CPA had as far as their offense, the backs combination with the line. It was just, you know, it was it was very formidable, but they did react to it. They started really coming off the edge and shooting gaps and use their speed. Uh, and they're, they're they're a team that's both strong. Oakland is and very quick. Yeah, they're going to have trouble scoring against Oakland. I, I I feel like. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll wrap things up with Pigskin Picks on the way. This is a paid legal ad. Hi, this is John Day of the Law Offices of John Day. I've lived and worked as a lawyer in Middle Tennessee for over 30 years, and to me, every single day has been an honor. That's why our firm is so involved with community programs like bicycle helmet giveaways and our Safe Ride Home program. At the law offices of John Day, we're not just looking to make donations. We want to make a difference in the community we hold so dear. And if you're ever injured, know that we are here for you too. You in a hurry for dinner? Well, we've made it even easier to order online at SirPizzaTN.com. Tap the location nearest you and begin your carryout or delivery order at SirPizzaTN.com. You can choose from our full menu and we'll take care of the rest. A Queen's Feast is calling my name. Order Murfreesboro's favorite pizza online at SirPizzaTN.com. SirPizza, you made me love pizza again. If you need concrete work done, who would I call? Dan Franz Concrete. Here's why. He's local. He attended Walter Hill Elementary, Oakland, and MTSU. He served our community as a school resource officer for nine years, and he's involved in the community. This is Dan with Dan Franz Concrete, wishing all Rufford County student-athletes a great season. Study hard, play harder, and be safe. Dan Franz Concrete is a licensed and insured residential and commercial concrete construction contractor serving Middle Tennessee. Check out danfranzconcrete.com online to see some of their work. Head over to J. Mullins Jewelry to check out their selection of rings, watches, custom-designed jewelry, and much more. 
They're a local business located at 352 West Northville Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro. They have gifts for all occasions, weddings, graduations, anniversaries, whatever you need, you can find it at J. Mullins Jewelry. That's at 352 West Northfield Boulevard or online at MullinsJewelry.com. Rely on the experienced professionals at Prentice Allsup Heating and Air. Whether it's the blazing heat of summer or the bitter cold of winter, let the Rain Pro professionals at Prentice Allsup Heating and Air Conditioning on West College Street keep your home or business comfortable year-round. We service all major brands and in most cases offer same-day service. Call us today at 615-890-1311. Prentice Allsup Heating and Air, your Rain Pro partner, heating and cooling contractor on West College Street, just under the Thompson Lane overpass. You'll feel the difference at Jerry Potts Car Care when you walk in the door at 2420 Southgate Boulevard. It's family. I feel we offer an alternative to having to go to the dealer. That's Stacy Potts Orifice at Jerry Potts Car Care. We treat everybody with respect. We're going to fix their vehicle how we would fix our own vehicle and make it safe. And we stand behind everything. Jerry Potts Car Care just off South Church by the County School Board Office. 2420 Southgate Boulevard, 867-6622. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and on our iPhone and Android apps. Looking at some picks from last week. I'm not going to do your show, but I am going to mention one. Was the Western middle game a surprise? No. Not with their quarterback problems, Middles yeah. having. Yeah. Uh, and uh, But I, I thought it would be close. I thought it would be closer. I thought it would be a little closer than it was. Uh, but they got down pretty big early, and that was Six at Western. Six turnovers is hard to yes. overcome. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that the truth? Uh, big game. Let's talk about the Vols. Big game. That was huge. That That was one of those defining moments in Tennessee football history, I think. I'm going strong, aren't I? <laughs> You're going strong, and how can you win a ball game when you only have the ball for less than a fourth of the game? Yeah. But when you score two touchdowns in 12 seconds or less, you know. Isn't that the hypo offense? That's the hypo way, but 99. Can you imagine playing 99 defensive snaps? That That is the one thing which concerns about offenses like that. You score so quickly, your defense is, on, is, is out there so long. But they – persevered um i know there was a controversial non-call uh well, on a face was, mask, but then he turned around and got the first down anyway yeah. so it's a wash well i was going to ask if there was anything thrown on the field but i won't <laughs> uh, it was a controversial no. call well i mean <laughs> clark's right it really didn't the quarterback seems to think it did you know that it would have made field position better i think is right. what was they the had thing. four more downs after that don't give me any pity, right? That's no, one. Not, yeah, not Kentucky. You gonna no. suck it up? Kentucky, <laughs> what I call him. Kenyucky. Uh But Hooker's been great. I mean, he's been more than I think anybody would expect. Well, they have bought into his system for sure on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, both those long touchdowns, downfield blocking by the wide receivers, you know, and then problem is we've got Georgia coming to town Saturday, which you know, there's nothing to lose. That's the best thing. I think that's why Hypo's going to approach it, that there's nothing to lose in this game, everything to gain. You know, if he keeps it close, that's a win for Tennessee. If he wins, obviously, place would go berserk. You know, what you don't want is to go three and out because Georgia's defense tough. Go three and out, and then your defense is on there for a long, long day 
I guess what I'm asking, though, that was a signature win over Kentucky because Kentucky was ranked and uh, had had a good record. And to go there, I mean, we don't win that game maybe a year or two ago or a year last year or a year before that. No, I don't think so. And it was signature, but if you – you know, I didn't put any bets on the game, but if you watch the betting lines, at first Kentucky was favored by four. It got down to almost an even by the time the game started. And then all the people on SEC Network, ESPN – most of them were going with Tennessee, so I think people expected expected them to win. Well, let's let's look at it all here from a season perspective and what could happen. Probably Georgia's a loss, right? Just hypothetically, you've got um, South Alabama and then Vanderbilt. You got a chance to be what seven and five, seven and five, right. and that's what I. Isn't that what I said at the beginning? Of the- yeah. I mean, if somebody would have said – I wish you'd have done that well on Pitch Can Picks, but yeah, you, you, you picked just, it right just off. Just picked the wrong win. Yeah. <laughs> if, if they had said that in July and August when everything was going on and, and people were – I think most of all fans probably would have taken that. Most of all fans wanted six. Wanted a bowl game is all we wanted. Yeah. Seven was a bonus. Well, watch out for those Commodores. That's all I can well, say. Could be. You never know. <laughs> well, with that, let's. Uh, it's time to uh, divvy into last week's uh, Pigskin Picks predictions. And here he is, Clark Blair with Pigskin Picks. Well, it was a rough week, honestly, for everybody. Um, our local teams hurt us. And then uh, y'all three went against the Tennessee Titans, the best team in the AFC, and I did not. And so, but I didn't really pick up a game because of the other limbs, as usual, that it broke off. Brian's still in first. He's now up three games over Rod, four games over John, and a few more than four on me. And so the slate has gotten a lot shorter due to the losses of our local teams. But we will start, as we talked about earlier, the Shebeville. Wait, wait, wait. Before you start, Clark, (laughs) you know, I am on – Rod, I am. I'm on him. I, I'm. My goal right now is to finish second, because. Then you're not trying to finish first. No, I'm not trying to finish first. I'm after you, because the day that I have to finish behind Rod in pigskin picks is the day I, I just I, I can't I can't imagine it. Uh, Brian's Brian got that to the early lead, and he's played played it safe. I think somewhere along the line he's going to slip up and it's going to come down to like the next two weeks. I really do. I hope it's this week. That's all I have to well, say. Well, it's going to get it's going to get thin. So you got to join me on some limbs to try to see if you can ah. jump over Rod. You know, some crazy limbs. Huh? Yep, getting really thin right here at the end. So the Shovel Golden Eagles. That's right, Golden Eagles. Just like the Tech Golden Eagles. Don't like them either. Uh, are coming to town to take on the number one team in the state, the Oakland Patriots. Well, they had a big win. First year in 6A last week against Rockvale. We've already talked about how controversial that was. Um, at Ray Hughes Stadium, I don't think there'll be any controversy. I think Oakland will score early and often in that one. I think, Brian, you did a good job evaluating. I go wrong. Oh, right along with Lord. what you said. Are we going to do this now? Oh, you all, Lord. <laughs> you going on a limb, Mr. Dinkins, on this one? Oh, am I in second? Oh, did you go open? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't pay any attention after you. Okay. Uh, yes, Oakland. Yeah, I, b- I believe the size will not be an issue for the Patriots, and I think that speed will be an issue for Shelbyville. All right. I would dare say this is a toss-up game because it's on the road. Riverdale Warriors at the Lebanon Blue Devils. 
Yeah, one thing, Lebanon, you know, this year, just their seventh time in 70 years to have 10 wins, you know, and so they've, they've definitely got a lot of pride going on. The whole town will be there. Great quarterbacks thrown for over 1,700 yards. I think it's going to come down to the defense. Both, I mean, Lebanon's defense is pretty good here, too. I think it'll be a low-scoring game, but I'm going to say it's a Riverdale-Oakland rematch in the quarterfinals. I'm going with the Warriors. Well, that was tough. Sticking your neck out. Okay. Okay. It's time to make my move on the big guy up here. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, Lebanon's got a dangerous quarterback, good receiving core, solid defense. Uh, he's going to be a challenge to the Riverdale defense to keep him out of the end zone. So I'm going to go with Lebanon. He's wanting it. He's wanting it bad, Brian. But I want second place bad. I'm going with Riverdale because that that's opposite of Rod. There we go. I, I, I do admire you for stepping out there, though. I really do. Well, it's I'm a good chance. Me, second, third, fourth. What's the difference? <laughs> We're still losers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got it. I know there's a lot of people concerned about this game uh, at my house and everywhere else. And uh, I'm, just, I'm just still concerned about Riverdale's offense. So obviously, the defense is – you know, one of the best in the state offensively. I've just not seen enough, and I'm scared what Rod's told me. So I'm, I'm going to go with Rod. I'm going to go with Lebanon. Okay, there's no room at my house. I just want to let you know, Clark, for you to stay. Don't you have a dog outside? Uh, I, 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 I'm telling you, I, when this gets aired, it's, you know, yeah. uh, when they, she hears this, oh, my. Oh, my. Good luck, man. It's all right. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll bring her good luck by going against them. All right, a team we haven't talked about tonight, but they're back in the playoffs. They had an uh, off week last week. Uh, Middle Tennessee Christian with Trinity Christian coming to town. And Middle Tennessee Christian went on the road and played them earlier this year and won. So hopefully being at home can help the Cougars. You know, that was um, very early on in the season after <laughs> they had uh, they finally won a game, but they were 1-4 and four and went on the road and, and uh, picked up the 28-11 win. And they've gotten better and better and better week after week. I, I think they're going to get this one and punch their ticket to the uh, Division II semis. I'm going with MTCS at home. I've got to see them twice this year. And what I see is they keep getting better and better. Remember, there's a new coach, a new system, and uh, kids are buying into it. Uh, things are look pretty happy there in Cougar land. So I'm going to go with uh, Middle Tennessee Christian School. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm a little behind. I was still riding in Riverdale for Clark's choice, so that wasn't right. It was it was, it was Lebanon he chose. Okay, I'm going with Middle Tennessee Christian School at home. All right. I hope the weather should be pretty nice tomorrow night. I hope they have a fantastic crowd uh, for that home playoff game. And I know we don't want to look down the road, but I think they're in a collision course with Nashville Christian. So I'm going to go with Middle Tennessee Christian as well. Really, hopefully – Good luck to the to the Cougars tomorrow night. All right, John mentioned Vandy a while ago. Vandy gets that Kentucky team that has lost three in a row. <laughs> They're mad. They are a uh, little cat scratch fever going on right now in Kentucky. So they get their eels fixed at Vanderbilt. Well, probably the worst time for Vandy to have to play Kentucky <laughs> after three losses in a row for the Wildcats, and I think they're probably going to be very upset. I'm going to go with Kentucky in this one. Yep, yeah, claws are going to be really out. Razor sharp. Uh, got to go with the Wildcats. Wow, guys, will y'all stick your necks out for these these games? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to go with Kentucky as well. 
Yep. Less turtle. <laughs> That's a problem. You can't you can't pick up any ground at this point. It's gonna be that Maryville game. It's gonna be a big one too coming up down the road. We got a team still in it. Yep. Now, unfortunately for Vanderbilt, most of the stadium will be blue, which is just sickening. I would love to go with Vandy, but it's going to be an easy Kentucky victory. So those Tennessee Vols, those high-scoring Tennessee Vols, are taking on probably arguably the best defense in the nation uh, for any college team, the Georgia Bulldogs. Well, so what, two weeks ago they played Alabama, then they had Kentucky last week, now they've got Georgia. Number one and number three in Alabama and Georgia. Georgia's number one. I'm going with the Georgia Bulldogs. I think they may be the best team in the country. You got it. I'll go to the Bulldogs. Clark, just to make you feel better, I think it's going to be a close game till half. And then I think the Bulldog defense will um, take charge. But uh, for one half, it's going to be – Georgia's going to be scared. But I'm going to go with Georgia. Well, the good thing um, – he mentioned that we played Alabama a couple weeks ago, and we scored on Alabama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 24 points. And uh, – I think we'll score score this week. The one thing I like the most about our team is they don't quit. Yeah. Even in games they've lost, they're still playing hard. Uh, it's just they're just hurt by numbers. So I'm going to use my reverse Riverdale psychology, and I'm going with Georgia too. And, man, I'd love to rub that, rub that into a few people next week. But we'll see. And finally, another team we didn't talk about much, Tennessee Titans again. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful victory on the road at L.A. We talked about those times you think the Titans can't do it. They do it. Been on a roll. We're back at home. We got a really a struggling Saints team. They're having quarterback issues coming to town. You know, I never thought in a million years that they would win that game last week with everything that had gone on and, you know, Derrick Henry and et cetera, et cetera. So they, they proved a little bit to me. And number one team in the AFC, number two team in the NFL, I think they're going to be favored here. So I'm going with the uh, Tennessee Titans at home. I listened to you all the last 10 minutes. I caught you from the mountains of Georgia. And uh, some one things you mentioned, though, Vrabel scares you because these type of games are the type of games he wins. Uh, but I think we there, there's more than just winning those type of games. Their defense is really coming. They're, they're they've got a line, defensive line, yeah, and that they've never and had. they are their physical attitude. I mean, I, the announcers really talked about it. You know, they were they were picking up on it. You know, they really I don't think they knew Tennessee Titans, but they watched it. And this is a physical team; just doesn't let up. They got a young, they're athletic, they're mean. Um, this is the best defensive line. They if they would have won a Super Bowl or two a couple of years, they won that Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So a quote from Peterson. He said, "You know, this is a very physical, really hard nosed group," and said they really pay attention to details, uh, getting prepared for the game. So I have to go with the Titans on this one. I can't go against them. I, I and I, I just think when your defensive line is that good and doing that well. Your defense, and plus the Saints have their third string quarterback quarterbacking. So used to be a used to be a Titan, Simeon, Travis yep. Simeon. Mm-hmm. So the Titans will have to stop a couple of balls with Alvin Kamara and Callaway, a receiver. So definitely going with the Titans as well. I think I think they're starting to taste that 
hey, we can be the best team in the AFC. If we can be the best team in the AFC, we can stay at home. Wouldn't that be nice to stay yeah. at home for the playoffs? Although the field's usually a mess. So what you're saying, we're going to go 0-4 with the Titans this week. <laughs> <laughs> we very well could. Maybe that reverse psychology is not so good for the Titans. All right, that's Pigskin Picks, and stay tuned. We'll wrap things up here on Primetime Sports, presented by IDSTs. Craig's Tax Service at 142 Heritage Park Drive offers complete tax preparation, financial, and bookkeeping services. This is Brandon Craig with Craig's Tax Service. We're proud to support all Rutherford County athletes. Craig's Tax Service reminds you that it makes sense to get help with your taxes. Call 890-2233 for an appointment. We've been serving Rutherford County since 1988. Craig's Tax Service, 890-2233. We're just off Memorial Boulevard at 142 Heritage Park Drive. And the Blue Raiders win again. I need to get some MT gear. Let's go to the mall. Mall store? Really? I thought you wanted gear. Any Blue Raider stores in the mall? Well, no. You'll only find a limited selection mixed in with dozens of other schools and teams. My choice is Raider Tees, who specializes in Blue Raider gear with hundreds of items to choose from. They're located just off Broad Street behind Chewy's on Ridgely Road. Raider Tees. Like us on Facebook for early notice of specials and sales. Raider Tees. Bigger, better, and go blue. And we're going to be heading over to talk with Tim Sutter over at Middle Tennessee Electric. What is Green Switch 100? Green Switch 100 is a new option when it comes to a renewables energy program. We developed Green Switch 100 to be able to give members a low-cost option to source 100% of their energy needs through renewables. Tim Sutteth visiting with us, Middle Tennessee Electric. This is Steve Martin at Steve Martin Construction. From the plan, design to build, we know that your biggest investment is your home. At Steve Martin Construction, we'll spend as much time as needed to ensure your custom design home is exactly what you need and want. Give me a call at 904-9639 and see some of our work online at stevemartinconstruction.com. I can guarantee every detail will exceed your expectation. Steve Martin Construction, 904-9639. Hi, I'm Lee Colvin, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor. And while you've heard the saying, slow and steady wins the race, that same concept can be applied to long-term investing. Investing a little bit at a time on a regular basis can really add up. We call this systematic investing, and though it doesn't guarantee a profit or prevent a loss, it's a way to take advantage of market volatility instead of enduring it. Give me a call, Lee Colvin, at 615-907-7056. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Balfour, Tennessee is now the JHA company. I'm Josh Houston, and change is never easy, but with change comes new opportunity and a better way to serve you, the customer. Providing solutions for administrators and recognizing scholastic and athletic achievements in Middle Tennessee for almost two decades, JHA is committed to create a solution and provide products that mark the moments that matter to you. Find out more at jhacompany.com or call 615-867-6345 for more information. JHA, your one source for an unparalleled scholastic experience. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and on our iPhone and Android apps. Well, we don't have a lot of time left. Uh, Rod, you only have about a minute left to wear that hat, and then you can go home and put on a cardinal hat. But <laughs> Put it on top of it. <laughs> we do have some things coming up. Of course, the big game tomorrow night, Riverdale and Lebanon. 
That's right. And, uh, of course, we've got uh, Lady Raider basketball tomorrow as well. Men's basketball will be streaming the uh, high school game, so be sure to tune to WGNSSports.com. Saturday morning, our coaches show. And uh, Saturday afternoon at 1, Middle Tennessee will host Florida at uh, Florida International, and that game will be uh, 1 o'clock airtime, 2.30 for the kickoff. Different times for the coaches show too, right, for coaches? That's right. And uh, we've got uh, Riverdale at 8.05, Oakland at 8.35, and Colby Tackett and Cougar Corner at 9.05. All right, that's it. We'll see you next week here on Primetime Sports. Primetime Sports.